Hello there, this is Mark Bauerlein with another conversation. Before we get to it, a word about one of our sponsors. Located in the foothills of Wyoming's spectacular Wind River Range, Wyoming Catholic College, an accredited four-year Great Books Institution, is built on the ancient Western tradition of the liberal arts and the freedom of the American West. The college offers its students an immersion in the primary sources of the classical tradition, the grandeur of the mountain wilderness, and the spiritual heritage of the Catholic Church. Students experience the illumination of imagination and intellect through the great books and traditional disciplines, literature and philosophy, mathematics and theology, science and Latin, and an outdoor program second to none. The college celebrated an in-person graduation with its seniors last year and welcomed its largest freshman class ever this year. Learn more about the college's unique space in the world of American higher education at wyomingcatholic.edu. Sherry Few joins us today. She is founder and president of United States Parents Involved in Education, USPIE. She is executive producer as part of that project of a new documentary uh, film entitled Truth and Lies in American Education. She's going to join us today to talk about uh, broad issues of education apart from some specific endeavors that she's involved in with the organization. So welcome, Ms. Few. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you having me on today. Uh, first, tell us about USPIE. Uh, what does it do? Well, United States Parents Involved in Education has, uh, it's a national nonprofit organization that has the mission of um, ending the U.S. Department of Education and all federal education mandates. And the reason we made that our mission seven years ago was because we understood that that is where most of the nefarious pedagogies come from. It comes from the Federal Department of Education, um, federal laws, and is often incentivized with federal dollars. So, you know, with Common Core 10 years ago, it was race to the top money. Uh, today, with critical race theory, they've used the, the COVID relief funds to push critical race theory in schools across America. So that's why it's our mission. And we have 20 state chapters across the country. Uh, we are active on the local level and we've been supporting and equipping parents in the last few years to reclaim their control of education to the local level. Parent, parents and communities need to regain control of the education. And we're even encouraging parents to run for school board. And it's happening. We've seen uh, upsets all over the country. And I think we will see more in November. Um, I know of several states where we have state chapters where they are working on uh, getting good conservative uh, people elected to their local school boards. I want to talk about the parents and school boards in, in, in a moment, but I thought I would first bring up uh, a specific issue that you are involved in, a legal one. It's a lawsuit against the Kershaw County School District. What is going on there? Well, Kershaw County is the community where I live. And of course, you know, we've been studying critical race theory. We've been, you know, again, equipping and providing resources to parents about how to find it in their schools, because, you know, most schools will say they're not teaching it. So we've been, you know, educating parents on how to find it and how to eradicate it. And in that process, in my own state, we've um, researched 12 different school districts, done presentations in their communities 
uh, on critical race theory. And we've found that it's in every single school district that we've researched. And so, you know, in a, in a state like South Carolina, where we're thought to be very conservative, it's um, interesting to learn that, you know, it's here too. And in, in some other states like California, you know, they even have a law that requires that you teach it. They're not ashamed of the fact that, that they're teaching it. But through that process, um, I've learned a lot. And so when the local Republican Party in the town where I live said they were going to have the state, the uh, superintendent of education come to their meeting so that they could ensure parents that critical race theory is not being taught. Um, I was, of course, interested in, in attending that meeting, and I did. So I attended the meeting. He claimed they weren't teaching critical race theory, but he said they were doing something called culturally responsive teaching. And so I knew what that was, and I knew it was just another um, term for critical race theory, and I confronted him about that during the Q&A session, and he denied it, and I said, well, then you won't mind sharing the training materials with me, because they train their teachers in this culturally responsive teaching. And he said, oh, of course, I'd be glad to do that. Just email me, and, and I'll send you the information. Well, I emailed him, and he responded saying I needed to FOIA the information, that I had to do a public records request under the Freedom of Information uh, Act. Sh Sherry, uh -huh. who do you think you are to be asking for these materials from this public official? Hmm? That's right. And, you know, that was the very attitude yeah. that he had toward me because I even said to him, I said, you need to prove it to me. And he, he got indignant and thought, well, no, I do not. And, you know, wanted to tell me off, but he knew he had an audience there. So anyway, when what I'd like to tell parents is when a school district tells you that you have to FOIA something, you're on the right track. They have something to hide if you have to FOIA what's being taught to children. That's interesting. I, I you know that that that's very good. When they block you like that, you should take that as a good sign, right? That's right. That exactly right. Yes, you're you're on the right track. You are on to something, they know it, and that's why they're not going to give it to you. So that's where we have to be persistent, and, and they have to follow the law. We have to demand that they follow the law because the Freedom of Information Act says that any uh, government funding that is spent, um, you should be able to access any kind of records that where this money has been spent. So they had to spend money. They had uh, several contracts with a professor from the University of South Carolina to train the teachers. And by the way, her book, uh, you know, I accessed her book and it's full of, you know, all sorts of critical theories and she's the one who did the training. So I did the FOIA request and they denied sending me the slides from her training saying that they were proprietary, saying that, you know, she owned them and therefore they couldn't release them. So I contacted an attorney who I knew specializes in FOIA requests, and he agreed to take my case. He said I had a strong case, and we filed suit. So we're we're in my lawyers talking to their lawyers now. You know how lawsuits go, um, but my goal is to take them to court and prove that they violated the law, and have them pay my attorney's fees because parents and citizens should not have to FOIA what children are being taught with our tax dollars. The school boards and the school districts work for us. And that's what we've got to regain 
um, control over. We have to understand that if it's taxpayer dollars, they work for us and they need to be more transparent. If they don't have anything to hide, they should put it out there for everyone to see. You know, in those school board controversies that broke out last year, uh, some in Virginia and elsewhere, I think what was stunning about a lot of those videos that circulated on YouTube and Twitter wasn't only what the parents were talking about in terms of the actual curriculum in the classroom, but the response of school board members to a parent raising the issue. These school board leaders, they responded with, as you put it, indignation. And they were almost contemptuous of these parents. Who do you think you are, as I said a moment ago, to, to be coming with this question to us? It really was. You're little people, okay? We, we, we're entitled. We're the experts. We know best. And they, they really hate that kind of accountability. Was, was that sort of that, that recognition of that kind of relationship between the people and the bureaucrats, was that a big part of the controversy that you've seen? Oh, yes, yes. And, and you know, I've been involved uh, with education policy for more than 20 years. And we started out as South Carolina parents involved in education, then went national about seven years ago. So I've always um, had that sort of an attitude uh expressed toward me when I would inquire. So 20 years ago, when my kids were in school is when I got involved. And so at that time, it was some insidious sex education standards. And so myself and other parents, we organized, we went to the, the State Board of Education, and we were effective in, in making the change. But all throughout the process, my local school board and um, school district, you know, they they want parents to be involved, but they only want them to be involved as far as raising money for the PTA, being sure your child gets their homework done. But don't dare cross yeah. the line and come over into our purview and try to tell us how to do our job. That's the attitude I've always had, uh, you know, toward me when I would request things. So that attitude has only grown. And, you know, you were talking about um, the parents speaking out at school boards. Well, you know, a few months back, the National School Boards Association wrote a letter to the president and asked him to classify these parents as domestic terrorists. Now, they, they backpedaled when they saw the outrage of parents across the country. But, but that is the attitude, and school board members are trained in this attitude. Uh, by the National School Boards Association. And another example, when I was in the battle against Common Core, um, we were going to the State House frequently to testify and observe the hearings that were happening over Common Core. And I was in line to sign up um, to speak. And there were a couple of young teachers ahead of me. They didn't know, you know who I was or why I was there. And they were talking among themselves. And one of them said to the other, if you're not a teacher, you shouldn't have any say in this. And so, you know, they know better yeah. than us. Parents should keep their distance and just blindly trust the education system and the bureaucrats. And so I'm so glad that parents have um, 
they've awakened and and I don't mean in the woke sense you know what I mean but they <laughs> they have uh, woken up and I think COVID had a lot to do with that because kids were at home uh, they had their um, you know their Chrome pads and they're learning at home and parents could actually see what they were learning. Some of the parents have even shared with us examples of what they've seen on their children's Chromebooks. So this is when parents said, oh my gosh, you know, it's it's been happening gradually. It was kind of the frog in the water thing for the 20 years that I've been studying education policy, but it has gotten so blatant and in your face and they are unashamed of the transgender influences, the you know, all of the critical theories, and um, it, it's just shocking to me. Well, they're unashamed, Sherry, but they, but they, they want to hide it. Why do they want to hide it? Because, is it because they know that these materials are deeply unpopular? Well, yes. Um, they've seen the outrage by parents. I mean, that's the whole reason that the National School Boards Association wrote to the president because they saw that things were becoming unhinged and, and it, it frightened them, you know, that parents were demanding um, to have some input into the curriculum their children are being taught. So th they know that it's, um, I think those in charge understand. In fact, you know, the professor I talked about from U.S. University of South Carolina that trained the teachers in Kershaw County, I have some quotes from her that I use in a presentation that I do where she says in a paper she wrote that they know that it's going to go against the grain of what most parents teach their children. They know that. And they say, we got to be vigilant. We got to be strong. And they even give them tips about how to push back on the parental um, dissatisfaction with what's being taught. 20 years ago, how much were parents aware of exactly what was going on in classrooms, would you say? Oh, they were dead asleep, dead asleep. You know, like I said, it started with the sex education for me and my family, but then I started seeing uh, more like in my son's geography book where they were talking about um, China and what a wonderful form of government they had and, and how they provided tax incentives to families um, to keep um, childbirth down, you know, just, just blatantly lying about what their policies were on um, having children. And so, you know, at that time, I just took my son aside and said, you know, this isn't true. And you have to know the truth about your country. So, you know, they, back then, it was the sex education, and it was the anti-American propaganda that had begun to creep in. Not only that, there was this workforce development model of education. And I learned about that in St. Louis at the conference that you and I have both attended out there, the National Education Policy Conference. Donna Hearn, she was the, uh, she worked under the Reagan administration in the U.S. Department of Education. And she exposed to many of us um, that were following education policy, this scheme by the federal government that dates way back to the Reagan administration uh, their scheme is to control the economy, which we know has been tried in other countries and failed. And it's communist in its roots. So this has been going on for decades. You know, it started out as uh, Goals 2000, then it was School to Work. Um, 
you know, and it's it's really horrible. They in the sixth grade they begin surveying children and pigeonholing them in particular career fields. And these career fields are decided by regional workforce development boards that are made up of the local area businesses and educators. So these boards decide in a region of the country what jobs will be available in the next 10 to 15 years. And those are the career paths offered to children. So that it starts in sixth grade. By ninth grade, they have to um, declare a major like we used to have to do for college. And, and they're, the only classes they're able to take are those that are aligned with that particular career field. So I, I may have gone into too much information about that, but people, when I talk about these things, you know, 15 years ago, thought I was the tinfoil hat lady. And, you know, it, it, um, they call it a conspiracy theory. Well, guess what? It is a conspiracy. And so I am a conspiracy theorist because there are conspiracies to, um, again, the, for the federal government to control the economy, to break down our society, to divide us. And that's what all these critical theories are about. That's what the Marxists have in mind with these critical theories is to divide people and pit them against one another. You put that in with the anti-American, anti-Christian propaganda and, and you have a recipe for changing our form of government from a constitutional republic to a communist regime. Let's pause for a moment to ask if you are looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium. That's the University of Dallas in Irving, Texas. Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the university offers an exceptional liberal arts education with undergraduate and graduate programs in arts and sciences, business, and ministry, as well as a campus in Rome, Italy, all of them preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. You know, the parents' movement is growing. It's gaining momentum. I've seen some recent school board meetings where parents have, have shown up. There was one meeting where a parent showed up and read and read a book out of the elementary school library that had some explicit stuff in it. And the school board members shut her down, prevented her from continuing to read because it was inappropriate for the school board meeting. But it's appropriate for the library, for fifth graders. Okay. Uh, is there any sign that the the school system the bureaucracy the 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 regime is bending is looking in the mirror and saying maybe we got to change or are they digging in they are absolutely digging in they you know they deny that they're doing anything wrong they um you know the incident you mentioned yeah, you know, the pornography is just over the top. And then when you want to try to um, get these books out of the school libraries, then you're called, a, you know, a, a book, book burner, book banner, you know, and, and we're attacked. We are constantly attacked for our um, concerns over what's being taught. If you're against critical race theory, then you're a racist. You know, if you're against uh, pornography, then, then you're against free speech. So, you know, they're turning the Constitution on its head. And so the thing is, there are already laws against this. You know, lots of states 
all over the country have been coming up with these laws. I know Georgia is implementing some some laws now against critical race theory, trying to stop it. But it's there's already a law. It's called the Civil Rights Act. It is illegal for them to be teaching these theories. There are obscenity laws. This pornography in schools is illegal. So what's probably going to have to happen and is beginning to happen, you know, on a small scale like I've done in my community, is we're going to have to file lawsuits. We're going to have to bring suits against the state in order to um, have the law followed. You know, is it too much to ask to be a law-abiding government official? You know, it's it's um, it's like they're beneath it's it's beneath them. Yeah. As you know, a lot of parents have pulled their children out of the public schools. I, I read the other day that this year, this fall in New York City, where I am right now, uh, the schools will have 30,000 fewer students than they had last fall. Now, you, you don't want to run away. You want the fight. You want parents to to get in there and fix these public schools. Is that right? Yes. It's, it's kind of a twofold thing, though, because the most important thing is protecting children. So we don't recommend any parent have their child in government schools today because it's going to take some time to right the ship. In the meantime, your child is suffering. We call it child abuse, what's happening in the classroom. But at the same time, we know that the government schools are, are educating the masses. And so we care about all children. And for those families who won't be pulling their kids from school, we want to be sure that they are taught the truth and that they are protected from things that will potentially harm them and our country. And it really is ultimately uh -huh. about our country's freedom. You know, even if you don't have kids in school, you need to be concerned about this because education is the one issue that crosses every other issue. You know, there's important issues like pro-life, Second Amendment, all these things that we are concerned about uh, that reflecting in our Constitution. But education permeates all of these issues because if we continue to indoctrinate children in government schools, they grow up and they become the decision makers and that's how we're going to keep moving in the communist direction if we don't stop it. What is the content of the documentary you've created, Truth and Lies in American Education? Well, it's a really wonderful expose. And I say wonderful in the sense it's really troubling news that we share in this documentary but it's wonderful because we have put together an all-star cast of experts, people like Dr. Carol Swain and Alex Newman and Sam Sorbo, and, and they each talk about uh, their areas of expertise. We have a couple of book authors who talk about the fake history or the inaccurate history that's being taught and the anti-American propaganda. We have um, Bernadette Broyles, who is... An attorney, and she's established a nonprofit organization that focuses solely on defending families of children 
that have been influenced to become a gender that's contrary to their biological gender. I mean, it's, it's amazing to think that an entire organization is created based on that sole issue because that's how um, evasive it is in our, pop, in our population. So we talk about the sexualization of children, the anti-American history. We talk about critical race theory. And these experts lay it out in, in a, um, an indisputable fashion. And it's going to be shocking to many parents that have not seen what's going on. It's going to empower and motivate other parents who have been following. But now they're going to hear from the experts that this is absolutely true. So the film we just released um, a couple of months ago, and it's available at truthandliesfilm.us. And we encourage um, your listeners to not only watch the film, but encourage others. They can even do a community showing and come together as a community and watch it and have a discussion afterward about what they can do in their community to stop what's happening. And we also will be encouraging them to get connected with our organization, United States Parents Involved in Education. And that website is USPIEUSPI.org. They can go there and join the movement to stay informed. We can connect them uh, with a chapter in their state. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have 20 state chapters, but if there's not a chapter in their state, we'd like to talk with them about forming one. So our idea, um, not only to get the truth out and, and inform Americans about what's happening, the other goal is to grow a grassroots army across the country to lock arms and make a difference in education. As you've been growing and feeling momentum, have local politicians come on board? Have they spoken with you? Have they taken guidance from you? Yes, we, we've had um, we've had some interaction. We did uh, initially when we formed our organization, we actually took a trip to Washington, D.C. and met with several uh, congressmen and their staffers and think tanks. We developed a blueprint of five simple steps to close the Department of Education. We shared that with them. And, you know, now that we're um, getting more opportunities for interviews like this, they are reaching out to us and asking us about policy and we're advising them. And, you know, it's education is polling in elections as a, a top issue like never before. I mean, even under Common Core, it was a hot issue, but the critical race theory and the pornography, the transgender influences are polling very high in, in, um, in voters' minds as to issues that are important to them. So you're going to hear everybody from school board to the presidential elections, every one of them will be about restoring parental authority. So they understand that that's a mandate that's coming. Um, but how well they stand up against the education lobby is yet to be seen because they're uh, forced to be yeah. recommended. They have a lot of money. There's a lot of corporations, uh, philanthropists like Bill Gates, who pour tons of money into campaigns and, and schools. Uh, and that's what we're up against. We're really up against uh, a, education is a big money making industry. 
So it's, it's a tall challenge, but that's why we need a grassroots army because when we went to visit congressmen, they weren't interested in what we had to say unless we were a constituent. So that's when we realized we need a chapter in every state so that when you call your congressman, they're going to pay attention because you're a constituent. Right. The organization is United States Parents Involved in Education, and the documentary is Truth and Lies in American Education. Sherry Few, thank you for joining us. All right. Thanks again, Mark. I enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to our conversation, which has been supported by Wyoming Catholic College, which combines great books, the Catholic tradition, and the great outdoors of the American West into an extraordinary education. Go to wyomingcatholic.edu or contact the admissions office at 877-332-2930.